So, it is the second week of January 2018. What? And we've been sitting here making plans. My daughter told me that she wants to start a blog, so we're working on that. She doesn't know I'm working on it. And she says I just told her. Well, it's not her business all the time. And for me, I am now starting. Working on business. Yes. And doing grants and also business plans and any other thing that individuals may find themselves needing regarding helping themselves become entrepreneurs. 2018 is a year of entrepreneurship and I strongly believe that people should invest in themselves and instead of investing in others. I mean, we've all heard from generation after generation, go to school, get a good job, and then you'll make money. But we're finding now that that system is being, well, not only is it hard, but it's now becoming um, predetermined that predetermined that individuals could come in and corrupt and corrode other individuals such as African Americans and stop them from living out the American dream. They're learning, okay, well, once then said person gets a master's degree, then we can cap them off. And I strongly believe that entrepreneurship is a great way to divert the sabotage of what people not everyone but some people have the intentions of trying to sabotage and hold people back so i'm seeing in this day and age people are actually learning how to clean up their credit once upon a time that was such a um closed off industry where a lot of individuals were actually having these high credit scores and they were going and seeing their cpas and they were going and seeing their accountants and their accountants were putting them with their friends that knew how to finagle a little bit and knew how to write these letters. Now I am seeing an explosion of financial security that is trickling down on the little people. So kudos to you guys who have diligently sought out financial freedom through entrepreneurship, through credit restoration, through credit repair, because restoration and repair are two different things, of course, and also from learning how to become more innovative with your gifts and your talents. We have all been given a plethora of gifts, some more than others, and I think it's a fine time to start tapping into that so that we can leave wealth for our children's children. The generation before us taught us that we have to work. So now in this season, now with this generation, it makes a lot more sense to now sit down and think of the, as my mom used to say, you have such a vivid imagination and the generation Xers and the millennials have just that, a vivid imagination. Do you have anything that you want to say, Naomi? Um, By the way, you guys, this is my daughter. She's eight years old, but I really think that she's a genius. She has a very, very beautiful mind. So I'm going to let her come in right now and speak.
What do you have to say about business and entrepreneurship, meaning owning your own business and not working for someone else? How do you feel about that? I feel like if you, if you work for yourself, mm-hmm. you get more money and you don't have to wait mm-hmm. every week or two to get your money because when the check comes in, like like the day after you worked and you don't get it, you get it on Friday or any day you get your check, mm-hmm. your boss gets the check before you. That's true. It's not fair. So pretty much it's too many people touching your money. Exactly. And you should be the only one touching your money next to your accountant, right? Yeah. People, like, you drop your money and then people use it. And I think that's pretty Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry for that small interlude. But Naomi and I are back. I gave you some of my thoughts with regards to entrepreneurship and how I felt about the coming age and things of um, financial freedom and what I was doing to go about securing the future for myself so that it could trickle down to my little ones. So I'm going to now hand over the mic to my daughter, Naomi, and I'm going to let her give you guys some insight on what she has observed thus far with regards to the internet and how she's been just monitoring things from her own point of view. Here you go, Naomi. So I'm like, wow. And it's like cool because when you use the internet, it's like you're a hacker and you know how to use it by heart. What do you mean by that? I like, I mean that when you figure out something, Mm -hmm. you're going to use it for a long amount of time so you don't forget how to use it at any amount of time. So are you saying, when you say the word hacker, because when I think of the word hacker, to me it sounds like you're able to find out new things, like on accident sometimes, when you see that there is um, a doorway open, you walk through that doorway and you say, hey, nobody has been here. Let's see how I can make money off of this. Do you feel that that's what is happening right now? Yes, I actually do. Because... When you figure out how to do something on accident, on purpose, mm-hmm. on cause or effect, mm-hmm. on any historical way right. to do, mm-hmm. etc. Right, so like if you find out a new way how to do something from history, like, okay, let me ask you this. If you have found out how to how to do something and it's never been done before, how do you approach that situation? Like you have nobody to go to and ask. And if you go to someone and you ask them, they might give you the wrong information. So what would you do if you found something, a way to make money as a little child and nobody else has done it before? What would you do? What I would do is I would look out how other people do it and I would examine if they use what I use Mm -hmm. and what they use, what we use and 
what they use so I can make a difference and say, wow, they don't use this. Nobody uses this. Right. So then I'll just use this and it helps you make more money. So you would observe the market exactly. and you would see what the market has to offer. And from, from, what, from what I'm hearing, you would say like you would see what they're not doing and then do that alongside with the new discovery that you've just found out. Yeah. I understand that. Cause it's like, you're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. The wheel is already made up, but you're doing a different kind of vehicle. Exactly. But you are correct. But what I'm saying is, is that what I'm saying is, is that when you like be what's the word for it? Like what? Innovative? Yeah, innovative. Innovative. Innovative, which mm-hmm. you already know or multiply what you already know. Right. So when you multiply it, you know more. Right. So you don't struggle. That's true. So that's what I would personally do to get money faster online. So, okay, so let's recap. So if you mistakenly, because we said it was on accident, came across something that nobody else had done before, you wouldn't. We are back. So, Naomi, how do you feel about one day owning your own business? I would feel very excited. You'd feel very excited? What about empowered? To be empowered owning my own business would be actually very exciting because when I own my own business, I wouldn't be able to complain about I'm not getting paid enough to do this and, and throwing the towel down and saying, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Right. But if you own your own business, you won't say that because it's your business. Mm-hmm. If you own your own business, you mm-hmm. can't quit. Right. Because you decided to have your own business you can't quit and give it to somebody else. You, well, I mean, you could, but I mean, that would be you selling your business, you know, when the time is appropriate. But you're right. I mean, when you first start your business out and you get frustrated, you can't quit. I mean, maybe you can go home and take a nap and, you know, recalibrate. Yeah, like work it out and come back the next day refreshed and say, hey, you know, I'm ready to take off. But there are some highs and lows. And one of the highs is not having the opportunity to, no, one of the highs is not having the opportunity to throw in the towel and then it'd be over for you, but that you can't actually throw in the towel for a minute and then wake up the next day and still have your job. You know, 
You can't go and tell your boss, I'm tired of this because I don't think that this is working out for me and this job doesn't make me feel good about myself. And then they take well to that. But just like you said, with being an entrepreneur, you can evaluate yourself and say, hey, I'm not feeling like myself today. I feel worthy. I feel worthless. or I don't feel worthy enough to have this position. And then you go home, you eat something, you look in the mirror, you say, hey, shut up that talk. We got to get back to work tomorrow. You know, definitely. So let's talk about some things. Now, entrepreneurs are the ones that change the world. Do you believe that? Yes. And why do you think entrepreneurs are the ones that change the world? Because when you make money, mm-hmm. you realize that when you make money, you feel good about yourself and then you can change the world because you have enough money to change it. So what about if you had like a special talent? And you really didn't want to make money, but you just wanted to have that special talent. And then it just so happened that that special talent made you money. How would that make you feel? Very excited. Very, very, very excited. Can't elaborate on that. It means to talk about it. Um... I would feel very happy because if I can change the world in any way, I would. If I can change the world in any way, I would just give the homeless money. I was just thinking of that in my head. Because I was saying, if you're an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want with your money. You can do whatever you want with your time. Hey, it's true. You know, like you're not clocking in and someone is micromanaging you, which means like they're lording over you and telling you. Right, and telling you what to do with your your time and your money. Yeah. So I think that is absolutely correct and absolutely true that that is one of the reasons why entrepreneurs are the ones that can change the world because they are not only in charge of their money, but they are also in charge of their what? their time and time is extremely important time is of the essence like once you invest money you will lose that but once you fail to invest your time you will what you will lose the time as well absolutely so it's like you're you're in a good place you are in charge of where you take yourself you're in charge of how you steward people and how you take care of people when you are an entrepreneur you are a servant to the world you know that you have a you have a a responsibility and it's a grand responsibility and we are back And this is the final installment of We Advocate Entrepreneurship. And this is our first official podcast. I just want to just give ourselves a round of applause, please, and thank you. Yay! Big round of applause. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, that's Boaz. I mean, I had to do this take like a couple of times because he had some stuff to say. And I believe, yeah, man, we did awesome, right? For our first time. You think so? Yes, mama. 
Yeah. So, without further ado, um, I just wanted to talk about 15 facts. I'm going to give you 15 facts so that, you know, this podcast does not go in vain. And I want to leave you with some super um, statistics about entrepreneurship. Okay. So, here we go. Um, well, let's see. The percentage of U.S. billionaires are self-made. <laughs> I'm tired of cutting this. I really am tired of cutting this. I promise. I think I'm going to keep it. But you guys can't see what's going on here. And this kid is trying to kiss me while I'm trying to, you know, tell you guys some stuff. And I'm tired of taking over and over again. So we're just going to keep it in. Um, the percentage of U.S. billionaires that are self-made um, out of the 585 U.S. billionaires are 62% are self-made. Um, and that source is WealthX from 2016. Um entrepreneurs believe that they do have a duty to perform a social good that is literally what Naomi said and I absolutely believe this a hundred percent I mean I think this should be number one um, according to HSBC of 2016 64 percent of entrepreneurs surveyed by HSBC believe that it is their duty to have a positive social and economic impact on society and this is a good a, a very very big number here 74% gave to good causes in the preceding year. So remember, this is 2016. So 74% of philanthropists are also entrepreneurs as well. And they gave to, you know, a cause back in 2015. Um, moreover, one third of business owners contribute to society by taking an unpaid role in the community or donating time or expertise to social causes so hey you guys i mean i know some people want to make money but get out there and do something for free go teach you know a seminar and by you having that knowledge to give to a group of individuals who when they woke up that morning didn't have that extra ammunition to go be somebody and to you know contribute to society by taking a role as a philanthropist do it man just absolutely go for it all right um let's see um, the aspects of entrepreneurship education are vital to preparing entrepreneurs to start their own business. And why do I say this is because entrepreneurs were surveyed in the global entrepreneur monitor and they were given the freedom to select multiple choices. So 42% responded with a basic business skills like marketing or computer applications. So pretty much what that means is 42% individuals know how to just get it from the ground up. They use the basic tools, you know, like your pen, your paper, your stone, and that's it. 37% responded with leadership and management skills and rhetorical abilities. 
37% responded with entrepreneurship in practice, such as business plans or business simulations. For me, I found the 37% bracket because I believe that having a dynamic business plan or having a dynamic elevator pitch or even a business simulation, which would be um, inclusive to helping people with mock interviews or helping people just do, like I said previously, just rhetorical situations. Okay. Um, All right. So I had to take a quick break, really fast. A pause for the cause per se. And I'm going to get back to the percentage rates of global entrepreneurship and 31% responded with innovation, like finding creative approaches to problems. 32% responded with entrepreneurial role models. 24% responded with learning from the analysis of an entrepreneur success stories. I totally fall under the 24% as of right now as well. Um, Currently, I'm going to get um, back to reading one book that I have out in the open. It's by Russell Simmons and it's called Success Through Steelness. Um, So that right there. Definitely, I'm that person that would respond with learning from the analysis of an entrepreneur success story. And I think he's highly successful. Um, The source of that is the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor of 2016. So, as well, how much do entrepreneurs work per week? Well, a survey of hundreds of entrepreneurs revealed that 19% work 60 hours per week, 30% work 50 to 59 hours per week, 33% work 40 to 49 hours per week, 14 work 30 to 39 hours per week, 5% work less than 30 hours per week, and the source is the alternative board. Well, what percentage of companies started out in the garage or a basement? Well, I would say 51% of businesses were operated primarily from someone's home. So do not forsake small beginnings, you individuals who are getting started in your home and you have not even made a specific room that has been dedicated to your business. If you got a house and you have rooms, you've got a business. And the source is the SBE Council. So what percentage of entrepreneurs at least hold a bachelor's degree? Well, you'd be surprised to know that 39.2% of business owners have a bachelor's degree or higher. That source is from the SBA.gov website. Now, what percentage of entrepreneurs founded their own business? 83.1% found their own business. 11.3% purchased. 2.8% inherited and 4.4% transferred of ownership or gift. So pretty much what it's saying is 83.1% started from the ground up. 11.3% did franchising, which is a purchase. 2.8% inherited as maybe a trust fund or something that was passed down as an heirloom. And then 4.4% was a transfer of ownership or it was given as a gift. I would love to be that one. Hello. And I want my kids to be that 2.8% that inherited. And this source is from the United States Census Bureau of 2016. So 
Let's see how much money do entrepreneurs ask for to fund their business and how much money do they actually get? Now, across all financing sources, such as credit cards, friends, family, alternative lenders, and angel and venture investment capitalists, business entrepreneurs applied for a median of $100,000 and walked away with a median of $40,500. And this source is from the Babson College of 2016. Now, how do entrepreneurs fund their business? Well, according to the Business Daily News, 80% of entrepreneurs use their own money to fund their business. The remaining 20% received money from family, bank, or investors. What are the chances that a first-time entrepreneur will succeed? What about if an entrepreneur had previous experience? Entrepreneurs who do succeed in a prior venture, such as a company that went public, have a 30% chance of success on their next venture. That's awesome. And then on the other hand, the first-time business owners have only an 18% chance of succeeding. Entrepreneurs who previously failed have a 20% chance of success. And that source is according to the SSRN now, what are the reasons why businesses fail? I think that is an awesome. So it says that in these statistics that 400 and 452,835 companies were founded in 2014. Awesome. Now, while the number is impressive, it is significantly lower than the 500 to 600,000 new U.S. startups every year from the late 1970s. And we had a great influx in 2006. I guess we can contribute that to President Obama because there was a high level of entrepreneurship um, and that those businesses that number was 614,024 new businesses were started in 2006. There was a small decline of businesses in 2014 um, of the number that I just read to you, which was 452,835. And therefore, we're seeing less businesses being born now than 30 years ago. But I strongly believe when you put those numbers together from 2017 and then we amalgamate those numbers for 2018 when this year is over, we are going to see a heavy influx of enterprising entrepreneurship. And that source was from CNN of 2016. So now we are at number two. And number two, that question reads, what percentage of the country's population works on their primary business as their own job? Now, it says that 6.2% of the U.S. adult population owns a business as their main job. And this is sourced by Kaufman Foundation of 2016. Now, 
which country offers the best environment to cultivate entrepreneurs? We're back at it again with number one, and it says the United States provides the best environment for cultivating entrepreneurship, ranking first out of 138 countries that are using the Global Entrepreneurship and Development Index, which is also known as what? Free Enterprise. And that source is from the GEDI of 2017. So in 2017, we, the United States, ranked as number one. Please do not let anyone speak poorly about the United States with regards to business. If you guys don't understand how free you are with regards to opening up your own business, try going to another country that has stifled their people and has prevented their people from starting up whatever grand idea that they have had in order to, as I said in the previous podcast, be instrumental in society. When we watch Shark Tank, you'll see on Shark Tank, people have the most phenomenal minds and they come with these awesome inventions. And I'm just like blown away. And these inventions are actually something that if it was a snake, it would have bit you because those things that I've seen people do, I myself have thought of those things, but I never thought to market it. I've never thought to get it out there. I've never thought to say back then, let me go find an angel investor um, or or allow me to, to look for small business grants to facilitate the research and the development of then said invention or product that I'm thinking of. But now in this season, the spirit of excellence and the spirit of entrepreneurship has fallen so hard on a lot of individuals that I see, like I said, my generation, the generation Xers and the millennials are going to leave some wealth for their children. And that 2.8% of individuals that have inherited businesses is going to increase phenomenally, especially with single mothers. I would admonish all single mothers to get into um, the small business administration and get a mentor. Mentorship is free with the small business administration and you will find yourself going from zero to maybe a hundred thousand from a hundred thousand to a millionaire. Some people have family members that have contributed to their success, but when you are starting out from the bottom, you use every single tool in your arsenal. You don't take from other people, but you use every single tool that you have to ensure that your child falls in the 2.8 percentile. Peace out, you guys.